Well, welcome to Tea Time Spiritual Conversations for, with, and about women. I'm your host, Tawana Henderson, and I want to remind you to like this podcast and share it with your family and your friends. Well, I am so excited about our guest for today. Our guest is Shanti Felhan. Uh, Shanti is a popular speaker, uh, best-selling author, and groundbreaking social researcher. Her findings have been featured in media as diverse as Focus on the Family, Family Life Today, The New York Times, and Cosmo. Um, With a master's degree from Harvard University, Shanti has worked on Wall Street and Capitol Hill. Now she applies her analytical skills to illuminating surprising truths about relationships. She and her husband, Jeff, live in Atlanta and with their two children there. Shanti, welcome to Tea Time. I'm so glad to be with you. It's been a few years. It has been a a few years, but it is good to see you. You too. Um, And I know that you're doing well. You have a new devotional out that I'm so excited about, um, especially in light of everything that we've been experiencing in 2020. Um, It's entitled Find Joy, A Devotional Journey to Unshakable Wonder in an Uncertain World. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. kind of what we need, isn't it? <laughs> exactly what we need. Um, so let's let's just kind of dive right in. I want to ask you, um, in light of the current culture, why do you even think that this topic is so timely? Well, <laughs> hashtag twenty twenty, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's it's not overstating it to say that you know none of us have ever faced a season like this and the yeah. season is just going on and on and on absolutely and um and it's it's one of these things that I had no idea I wrote the I wrote the devotional in 2019 wow I had no idea how necessary it would be that it was being released at the end of 2020 when everything there's so much division and discord and a pandemic and racial protests and just there's so many things going on and it's yeah. really easy to focus on those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rather than the joy that God wants us to have. Yeah. Yeah. So is it even possible to um, feel positive when we're going through uh, difficult things like, you know, economic issues, a lot of people have lost their jobs, mm-hmm. you know, trying to juggle work and, and and virtual school like I am, you know, with our kids, um, and and then health problems that people are experiencing with COVID nineteen. So, is it even possible to feel positive um, right now? Well, th- this is the good news, and this is the amazing news, really, when you think about it. Which is that if we're if we are depending for happiness um, on stuff going right. <laughs> I've got yeah. news for you. <laughs> right? Like there might yeah. be an issue. Yeah. But thankfully, joy is not the same as a happiness that's based on circumstances. And it is powerful um, when you realize I I realized looking at if we could just dive back for just a second to the Christmas, the birth announcement, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. all the angels come out and and they say, you know, I've Come to, I'm bringing you good news of, of great joy that will be for all people. It's interesting when you look at the passage, it's actually sort of a double meaning. It's saying the news of Jesus's birth 
will bring people joy. Like the news is a, a joyful thing, yeah. but it's also saying that Jesus has come to bring us mm. joy. And I realized somewhere along the way that, you know, that the feeling that you have at Christmas time kind of from, you know, some people go through difficult seasons at Christmas, but in general, yeah. Yeah. you just have that sense that like, real life is holding its breath and yeah. it's like this sense of the this wonder and delight and joy that's kind of just molecules in the air and you just feel it right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the feeling of joy that god wants us to have all year long yeah yeah and how great it would be to be able to have that um i know that you are a social researcher and um you found eight elements to find joy based on science and scripture. What are just a few of those that you can share with our listeners? Well, one of them that I just, I think is so foundational and you see it, it's so fascinating. When, when I did the sort of the study on this, um, mm -hmm. because there's actually quite a bit of neuroscience and neurobiology and other research on this topic of how do you find joy? Mm -hmm. And of course, the, the Bible talks a lot about it as well. And it's really cool to see that all the scientists have found what the Bible said all along. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I know. Imagine that. Um, but, but one of the key elements that you see in both, um, both scripture and science, is the incredible importance of uh, choosing and practicing gratitude. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it is um, one of those things that we, we know it's important, mm -hmm. um, but we don't necessarily know what that means or how to, how to do it. Like we teach our kids, I don't know about you, but like I would always talk to my kids about have an attitude of gratitude. And yeah. it's easy to tell our kids that and go, uh, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Let me give you an example, if, okay. if you don't mind, because sure. um, this is, a, I think, a perfect example for this. A lot of the reason that people are struggling with joy today is the division in mm -hmm. the nation, in families, you know, or maybe it's just a personal thing. You're having a hard time with your spouse or yeah. whatever it is. And we know, especially as women, if our relationships are at odds, oh, like it's yeah. it's like nothing is right with the world right. until that's resolved. And it's it's interesting. There's actually a an example of that in the Bible mm -hmm. um, where if you look at Philippians four mm -hmm. and you see where the Apostle Paul talks about um, this interpersonal conflict, this personality conflict that was happening between two women. <laughs> in the church. So I don't know who these people are, but it's like the women's ministry director and the children's director, <laughs> the first community church of Philippi or whatever. Um, but, but it's fascinating to see that Paul, he uses this huge chunk of this letter to tell these women to get along. Mm -hmm. And he tells the church, help these women get along. And when you say, how do you do that? And yeah. he, cause he says, rejoice, right? Have mm -hmm. joy, rejoice as part of the, here's what I want you to do. And you, and then he repeats it. <laughs> and then he repeats it. Exactly. And, and you, and you ask, at least for me, I really ask myself when I see that, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you have joy when you're having this contentious situation with a, a friend or in your marriage, or this is a persecuted church, right? Like they're yeah. being thrown to the lions. Like, how do you how do you have joy yeah. in that situation? And he says, okay, 
here's how you do it. Here's what the prescription is. I want you to think on whatever is lovely. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about whatever is excellent. Mm-hmm. Think about whatever is worthy of praise rather than, you know, what's worthy of driving you crazy. Yeah. yeah. And that is a that is a really, really crucial finding of neuroscience as well. Wow. Wow. You know, because how we think, you know, our brains are so amazing. And a lot of times just how we, what we tell ourselves, you know, and the messaging that we tell ourselves um, can just um, determine so much in terms of how we process um, our our joy in those things. And have you found that sometimes we sabotage our joy? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, one of the, and I'll, and I'll give you sort of the reverse of that, because one mm-hmm. of the ways that we sabotage is to do the reverse of practicing gratitude. It, mm. it is, it is interesting how much we express discontent mm. And it's sometimes it's just, uh, my husband's driving me crazy. Or, you know, you, somebody says something on social media and you blast it back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've yeah. got the perfect comeback or whatever it is. We, we don't realize that there's actually a myth that all of us have bought into that um, venting is healthy. And it, we've all believed this. I certainly had that, you know, it's a little, it's better to vent a little bit of steam yeah. <laughs> out of the kettle, you know, so the, so that the pot doesn't explode. I was actually doing a event, a virtual event mm-hmm. for a group of university students at a big public university. And, you know, obviously these days everything's virtual. And so I got a chance to ask them some polling questions, you know, on this, this virtual webinar. And I gave them an example of a situation where they felt like they hadn't been treated well, things were unfair, whatever it was. And I said, what is the most healthy response to this situation? And 88% of these university students said that they think the most healthy response is to vent a little bit to a friend, like to go, I'm so frustrated, you know, Mm -hmm. express that dissatisfaction. Well, guess what? it's actually inaccurate neurologically. And the neuroscientists have found that when we do that, it actually just activates, it turns on this interconnected anger system in the brain. Mm. And so one neuroscientist said the better analogy isn't venting. Like you actually have to get rid of the word because venting is the idea of expressing it is Mm -hmm. healthy and it's not. He said, the better analogy isn't that you're venting steam. He said, the better analogy is that you're turning up the heat under the pot. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that too. And that's what sabotages our joy so often. And we don't realize until we try to stop it, mm-hmm. how often we do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you that's so powerful because, you know, as women, and, and I hate to say this, but, you know, as women, we, I mean, we, we are communicators yeah. and we like yeah. to talk. And when things are difficult, when things are stressful, we like to vent. Yeah. 
And so what you said is so major. I hope everybody heard that. <laughs> well, I know some people are probably listening and going, but I, of course I need to talk it through. Like that's the way God made me, which actually it is. Mm-hmm. And here's the, the distinction is there's nothing wrong with talking through something, thinking something through out loud, asking a friend for support, asking for prayer, like wanting to to figure out how you feel about the fact that you're at odds with this friend. You know, there's nothing wrong with it if it truly is a encouraging, supportive, I need some advice here, rather than venting for the sake of the pleasure of going, you would not believe what this person did to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it gets unhealthy. It turns out because there's no, no result. I mean, it's just, it's just there. It's just there. And so it doesn't really produce anything. And I think that's something that we often don't think about that. We're not really producing anything. We're just kind of, um, just kind of, well, you know, dumping. <laughs> well, and here's here's what I hadn't realized. And I might have even I'm thinking back a few years ago to when I did an event, an event for you guys um, mm-hmm. on the kindness challenge. And yeah. I might have even used this example at the time, but it actually what we don't realize is when we say these things and we vent a little and we complain a little bit and whatever, it actually is producing something. It's just not producing what we want. Okay. It's producing a feeling of discontent in us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's changing us. Wow. That's that's major. And so we almost have to really reprogram ourselves mm. to um, produce something else or or to be fruitful in our actions. I think that's a, a great, great way, way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what what really made you write this devotional about joy? You know, it's it's interesting. I um I have found in my research over the years that there's a few things that are really really central to us living kind of a thriving life, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz the research that I've done is usually for like, you know, nonfiction relationship books. Mhm. And um, which is great, you know, talking about relationships, whatever. And yet there's a few things that are central threads running through all the research. And I realized that this desire, this longing for joy is one of them, along with a complete confusion of not knowing how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the reason for A, doing the study and doing this devotional and be doing it as a devotional rather than as a nonfiction book, because, you know, this is one of those things that it's a little bit of life change that's needed every day. Yeah. And a little bit of a step-by-step along a road where you're practicing one little manageable nugget each day. Yeah. And, um, and that really works better as a devotional. So what's really been your journey to unshakable wonder? Oh, gosh, Twana, (laughs) I listen, this is one of these things that I have been so personally challenged by the Lord candidly Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, especially this year. Holy smokes. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we literally, we released another book. Um, we had a, one of those big research projects for a big relationship book mm-hmm. um, that we've been working on for three years to help marriages around money. And, you know, why is money such a big issue in marriage? And we released this book um, in March. And let me just give you a little free consulting that you don't want to work for three years on a research project and a book and release it one week before a national emergency is declared. Let me just, you know, a little free consulting there. You know, it's not good timing. Um, but, But at the same time, even though that could have thrown me for such a loop, I also realized, you know, it's not a coincidence that we release this at a time when, you know, we're talking about helping marriages around money and suddenly we have millions of people stuck at home worrying about money, yeah. right? Yeah. And and all the way along this year, I it's almost been like God has been challenging me. Yes, this thing that you're facing is challenging. Like all of our speaking engagements we're canceled. That's like two yeah. thirds of our revenue yeah. is canceled. Like, how am I going to pay my staff? Yeah. How am I going to, you know, how are we going to pay the mortgage? How are we going to do these other things that we have to do medically? And, and yet, okay. I felt like God has been challenging me to say, okay, yes, your, your speaking engagements are canceled. What can you be glad about with that? What can mm-hmm. you take joy in? Mm-hmm. And for me to go, well, I'm really enjoying actually being home on the weekends and, you know, being able to sit around and talk with my friends, have dinners on Saturday night. I've never been able to do that. I've always been at a women's event. Yeah. And, and, you know, so each step along the way, it has been a bit, it has been a challenge where God has said, practice this. And it has made such a difference for me. So anyway, long answer to your question, but that's been my journey this year. No, that's great. I mean, it's just amazing how the Lord will just kind of put us in these situations and, you know, really allow us to look at things differently and kind of, uh, you know, pump the brakes, if we will, you know, and just allow him to just work in us as we're trying to um, experience this thing called joy. Well, one of the other pieces of the puzzle is it's experiencing it. And then it's, this is actually, you asked about the eight elements. This Mm -hmm. is actually another one of the eight elements. It's experiencing it and then writing it down and remembering the thing that God did to to rescue you in that situation, to bring you into a good place, even when things were hard, to give you his peace, even when you shouldn't have had peace, like supernatural peace and write it down and go, you know, Lord, help me remember this. Yeah. that that remembering and bringing things to mind, it's a lot easier for me. This is just an example, but when I get nervous about, okay, like suddenly where's the revenue going to come from? And okay, you know, we got another couple, we got some virtual speaking engagements in and, um, and going great. And okay, now we need some more. And I feel like the Lord says, chill. It's okay. Remember, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> what I did over these last few months, you yeah. can come me again. And yeah. it's really, that's a, a, a really important sort of next step. Yeah. And it's really humbling to, to really just be in that place where we are putting our total trust in him. 
Yeah, that's where he wants us to be. Yeah. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find devotional? Yeah, the devotional, it's the easiest place to go. I mean, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on any online bookseller. If you want more information about me or the work, you can go to Shanti.com, which is S-H-A-U-N-T-I.com. Okay. All right. Well, I want to definitely tell everyone, you know, as we are right before the holiday seasons, you um, definitely want to um, get this devotional. What a gift it will be for yourself and for um, those in your life. Um, and right before the holidays, um, you can just go online and order it. And um, I know that it will be a blessing to you. Um, I plan to get mine as well. And so just excited about that. Shanti, many listeners are struggling with finding um, joy, particularly as we um, attempt to find new and creative ways to simply celebrate the Christmas season. Um, as we wrap up, will you take a moment and just pray for those who seek to navigate to unshakable wonder in an Absolutely. uncertain world? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me pray. Lord, um, I am so grateful for my sister and I'm so grateful for the chance to share about this joy that you want us to have. Lord, there's so many people listening that are dealing with difficult things right now or just dealing with a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen in the future. Lord, we know that you hold the future. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the future holds, but we know that you hold it. We know that you want us to be characterized by this supernatural joy that does not change depending on our circumstances. Lord, I pray you would help us to reach for that. I pray that you would help show us step by step how we get there. Lord, challenge us. Bring it to mind when we're doing things that are complaining or frustrating or sabotaging the joy and the wonder that you want us to have. Bring us up short. Help us look to you. Lord, I pray for all of the women who are listening to this, that this next month and this next year ahead would be a time that they absolutely, overwhelmingly understand that you are in control, you love us, and you have joy for us no matter what. Help us to live in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, again, you want to go to Shanti's website to um, get um, this devotional and really any of her materials because she's got so much stuff and you definitely want to take advantage. It has been so good seeing you again. You too. And just having you, it's been an honor to have you here on Tea Time. Um, to all of our listeners, I look forward to connecting with you the next time and be blessed of the Lord. Thank you.